We're glad you joined us. Wow, that Convoy of Hope video. I know those folks. They are really top-notch. I've been to uh, meetings where I've met their leaders. I've seen their work. I've even seen their work in Africa. It is really, really good. So I just encourage you to uh, get involved and get excited. They are uh, well worth following. Okay, as they said, this is a fresh fire weekend. We've changed the service order a little bit. I'm going to speak a little shorter, but be expecting the spirit to move when we take a little extra time at the end. Let me begin with a question. Have you ever seen a picture that changed your life, your actions, your way of thinking? I saw one 38 years ago that undid me. I'll introduce it with a riddle. What is the one thing that we all live by, we rarely think about, it controls our actions, we don't even know the name of it, but it's real? Some of you probably think I'm talking about the dark web, maybe politics, maybe religion, maybe political parties, whatever. The answer I'm looking for is paradigms. Paradigms are a fancy word, you could say worldview or the glasses that you're looking through, but it simply means a set of basic assumptions, a framework, methodologies for how we decide what's true and what's not true. Now we all have them. All of you have lots of paradigms, whether you listed them out this morning before you came to church or not, that's probably not a reality, but we have them. They're controlling our lives. They're all around us. In fact, the way you live your life right now is controlled by the paradigms that you have. That changed my life. Here it is. Real simple. Look at it for a moment. What do you see? How many see a young woman looking away? How many see an older woman looking down? How many of you are really brave and see both? Same picture, two paradigms come out of it. That's true of all life. We look at the same set of facts and we think about things differently. Whether that's politics, some see political things from a Republican side, some see it from a Democratic side. Economically, some see things from uh, a wealth side, some see it from a poverty side. We're always being controlled by our paradigms. You see, back to the picture of the women, you would treat the young woman different than you treated the old woman. Why? The paradigm in your life tells you to go a certain way regarding certain ages. We all are controlled in our life by the things that we call paradigms. So where did we get them? How did they happen in our lives? We as Christians have them. Where did they come from? Some of them came from where you were born. Some of them came through the family you were born into. Some came from experience you had as a child, the schools you went to, uh, the job you have. Sometimes you choose paradigms. Did you know paradigms can actually change? It's a good thing because if you couldn't ever change your paradigm, you couldn't ever grow. Tell you a story of Diane and I changing our paradigm. We met here at the University of Illinois as students in the 60s, got married in 71, and in 72 we became Christians. And we were living what you call a normal Christian life until we found out we couldn't have any children. 
And then one day a young man named Scott in my office walks in and he says, did you know God is still doing the same miracles he did 2,000 years ago? I said, well, that's really nice. I know he did miracles years ago. The Bible talks about it. I say that. My paradigm didn't allow for miracles. It didn't allow me to think outside the box that I had been grown that I had grown up in. I had no grit. I went home and told my wife, and she said, yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. We could use some miracles. Doctors have said, you're not going to have kids. So I went back to Scott, and I said, hey, what do I have to do? And he said, well, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it was really like the holy who? I, I didn't have a clue who he was talking about because I knew there was a Holy Spirit, but I didn't know he ever lived in people. I didn't know he filled us. I didn't know he transformed us and all of that good stuff that we've learned. And and so we go ahead and get filled with the Holy Spirit, and our eyes opened. How many of you have ever read the C.S. Lewis book or seen the movie, C.S. Lewis Chronicles of Narnia? If you haven't seen it, get a copy of the video or read the book or, or whatever. It's life-changing. These two little kids are playing in a wardrobe or a closet-type structure. They go inside of it, shut the door, and it has a magical back door of which they enter into a whole new world they'd never seen before. It's the Bible story with creatures in it, good creatures, bad creatures. Uh, the famous creature, the most famous creature of all is Aslan, is portrayed as uh, Jesus Christ, and you'll love Aslan for the rest of your life if you ever want. It gave them a new paradigm. But they come back and try to tell their siblings what they'd seen, and the siblings don't believe them. Why? Their paradigm, didn't, they didn't see that. They didn't have that paradigm. They're controlled by what they'd seen. And so your paradigms have a huge grip on you. There's a story in, the, in Hebrews 11, actually it comes out of the Old Testament, talks about Abraham and Moses. Abraham was a very wealthy man in a foreign land. Moses was a prince in the house of Pharaoh. Both of them had a paradigm shift when they saw what it refers to in the Bible as the city of God. Now, they didn't actually touch the city of God, but they saw a new paradigm, and they gave up what they had to go for what they saw. So we're always having paradigms, opportunities to shift our paradigms, or we have opportunities to hold on to what we have. Our life became supernatural in a very interesting way, radically changed our whole life flipped over from top to bottom. And so this morning, what I want to talk about is two paradigms that you have an opportunity to live. I'm going to make this real simple. I'm going to put them at one end of the spectrum and the other at the other. I'm going to have a common Christian paradigm and a kingdom Christian paradigm. I want you to determine where you're living. The common Christian paradigm is by far the most common paradigm you'll, you'll meet in the lives of people you're talking to. They're Christians, they're saved, they're going to heaven. It mostly focuses on yourself and on sin. That's pretty much what they talk about. It, it has to do with a transactional nature. I'll do this and God will this. I'll receive Jesus Christ and I'll be saved. I'll, get my, I'll ask him to forgive my sins, he'll forgive my sins. Transactional. After you do the first couple of transactions, you go to the do and do not do list. Live a nice life. Don't cause uh, you know, find a church, get involved, become a member, serve a little bit, give a little bit, show up from time to time. You know, uh, if you're married, don't cheat on your spouse. Everybody's to live morally. And if you're a citizen, pay your taxes and be a good person. Pretty much good things to do. There's nothing wrong with doing those things, but it's, it's just 
God did this, I do this. And it's mostly what we call transactional. This is exactly where Di and I were born into the kingdom of God as. We were common Christian paradigm people. This is how we live. Not only is it mostly transactional, it's mostly rational. There's no supernatural, no talk of miracles, no talk of deliverance, healings, any of that good stuff, and very little awareness of the Holy Spirit. We didn't know that the Holy Spirit would actually move inside. That was completely outside of our grid. Did you know that over 50% of Americans that claim to be Christians by their own account don't even believe the Holy Spirit is a real being? We say we have one God, three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all real, all um, have an essence to them. They're not just wispy things that we think about. So, again, people are saved. It's mostly a future type thing. It's mostly uh, talking about what we're going to do someday. That's the Christian, the common Christian paradigm. You'll see it everywhere. That's how people live. I want to contrast that with what I call the kingdom Christian paradigm. And the, the focus here is mostly on the Son, Jesus Christ, and the salvation plan, the amazing things he did for us. It is absolutely why we call this the greatest story ever told. Do you realize what happened in this story is heaven invades earth, or the God of the universe decides to walk among us? Or we could put it another way, God decided he wanted his kids back. He came looking for us. There's a great line from Tim Keller. He's a famous pastor from New York City. Listen to what he says. The Bible is more a story about God finding you than how you find God. I want you to think about this for a minute. The Bible is more a story of God finding you than how you find God. Almost everybody in this room starts out at least the other way around. We think, I'm going to read the Bible to try to find God. Has it ever dawned on you God's not lost? You're the one that's lost. I'm the one that's lost. He's looking for us. He's trying to bring back kids. Those of you that are parents that have an estranged kid, you know the pain of a child that isn't connected with you. It, it's not a good feeling. To accomplish this, the Lord sends a new king into town. That king was born as a baby 2,000 years ago. Our story begins when we receive him, and the good things begin to happen. It's believing, it's relational, it's uh, working back and forth. I actually made up a little chart to kind of illustrate this. Um, the chart shows that if on one side is the common Christian paradigm, the other side is the kingdom Christian paradigm, uh, Di and I were completely, 100% on the left side of that chart when we, when we received Jesus Christ. 100%. Through the years, um, we kind of worked our way up to two-thirds. I'll show you later, we actually moved beyond that. But uh, where are you? Wh which way do you see life? Which paradigm are you living? Because it makes a huge, huge difference. What happened to us as we began to understand this? Our lives went from barrenness to fruitfulness, to abundance. This isn't what God just wanted to do for Happy and Diane. This is what he wants to do for all of us. He wants to take you from a barren state to a fruitful state. And I don't know how many times I used to feel really barren. I suppose some of you feel that way today. You know, we went from no kids to five kids to five in-laws to 18 grandkids, and it might be more coming. It's, it's a game. Try taking them on vacation and buying Christmas presents. I should have an offering just for <laughs> pastors 
grandkids. You know, we, we need someone. We went from four couples. That's the, that's the natural family. We went from four couples in our house to thousands of you that call this place home. I went from a, a very poor leader in a Christian sense to at one point leading church, a, a church of several thousand, overseeing 70 more vineyards, none of which did Diane and I plan. We didn't decide, oh, we're going to become great leaders. No, we just tried to say, Holy Spirit, you're in charge of our lives. What do you want us to do today? It, it was Holy Spirit power all the way. Just keep our head down, stay humble, keep looking at what he wants us to do. And all the while, we got to represent Jesus everywhere we go. We get to do what he did 2,000 years ago. We get to keep doing it. We get to be his kids. Now, our lives then became a product of paradigms, but your lives are products of the paradigms you're living. So what paradigms are you living? The Christian, common Christian paradigm or the kingdom Christian paradigm? A famous author of our time is Stephen Covey. He's written a number of books like Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He makes this statement. I think it's, I think it's worth considering. If you want small changes in your life, if you will, Work on your behavior. If you want quantum leap changes, work on your paradigms. See, there's no way that in our old common Christian paradigm, I could even believe God for children. I could try really hard. It wasn't going to work. I had to come to a paradigm where it says God still moves today. God is a supernatural God. He wants supernatural kids. He wants a supernatural family. And so having said that, um, it, it is just a chance to put on new glasses all the time. God's always inviting you to put a new pair of glasses on. In 2012, we had an experience where God gave us new glasses again. That was the time when we began to understand how good God really was, how much bigger, better, more beautiful as we began to realize there's more grace in the Bible, there's more righteousness, there's more identity, there's more destiny than we'd ever dreamed. You know, my dad had given me a Bible when I was leaving home in 1966. He wrote in there, Matthew 6, seek his kingdom, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And dad wrote in his own hand, he said, if you follow this, all your life will be taken care of. It took me 12 years to figure out the kingdom, 46 years to understand righteousness. But all the time, God's building, putting new glasses on me, opening my paradigms, I'm seeing Jesus Christ really is bigger, better, more beautiful. It, it began to grow us up, and we began to realize he wants us to do something. He wants us to understand who we are. You've heard me say before, there's only two real questions in life. Who's God and who are you? And as I began to understand who God was, I thought, wait a minute, I'm different. There's a little book we used to promote a lot called The Cure, C-U-R-E, and the subtitle of that book is, What If God Isn't Who You Thought He Was and Neither Are You? That question will make you think for a while, won't it? What if God isn't who you thought he was and neither are you? See, God's driving us toward understanding him. He's driving us from orphan to son or daughter. He's driving us from lonely to loved. He's driving us to understand this whole thing is way better than we've ever dreamed. It, just as it says in Romans 5, 17, by the uh, abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness, we reign as kings in this life. That right there, folks, is a kingdom Christian paradigm. You've often heard me say I'm God's favorite. 
I hope you say I'm God's favorite. I hope you argue with me who his favorite kid actually is. Why? Because when you understand that you're God's favorite, that you actually seat, are seated with him, when you walk with him, you're doing with his stuff, it's suddenly like, wow, the eyes of God are on me. He wants me to become everything he's called me to be. So how in the world do you get this stuff in your own life? How does this happen? It always starts with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's the one who Jesus sent to fill us, to change us, to empower us, and lead us into the fullness of the plan. The Holy Spirit will always take your eyes off of yourself. Most of you talk, I can listen to you talk, I did this wrong, I did this wrong, I did this, instead of saying, Jesus did this for me. Jesus is what it's all about. See, this whole thing's about Jesus Christ, not about you. You've been invited to live in him, and the Spirit enables that. So if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, that's a great, great starting point. And let me tell you this, the church is the best source of help you'll ever have. Did you know the church is God's only plan for you growing up? Oh, he sent his word, he sent his spirit, but he sent the church to be the one to put it together in your life in such a way to help you become all that he's called you to be, to live out your destiny, to be the person he made you uh, to be and walk, to, to walk in that light. Second of all, just keep asking God for grace for thir to be thirsty and hungry. I love what it says in Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they shall be filled. See, God wants you fruitful more than you want to be fruitful. God wants you to be abundant more than you've even dreamed. God's not trying to keep something from you. He wants you to begin to open your mind, your heart, and begin to become his friend, receive it. See, pursue it, an opportunity to be his friend. Daniel spoke last week about being in word and worship. I'd add a third one, wonder about God. Wonder about him all the time. What's he up to? What's he doing from... Uh, in regard to me right now. What am I doing in regard to him? By the way, Wonder is our series that's coming up for the next three weeks about Christmas. I think you're going to enjoy it. Make plans to be here. Invite others into the journey. Just keep telling people about the good things that are happening in your life. You know, have your own great adventures. Every now and then people will start, will listen to one of us speakers, you think, well, God loves you, and he wants it to happen to you. No, he wants it to happen for all of us. He wants all of us to enjoy the things that he's given freely for everybody. Let me summarize. This kingdom Christian paradigm isn't automatic, but you can walk in it by the Spirit. It's a continual growing, continual expanding of your paradigm. It's continually being taught and being transformed and looking uh, to er receive everything that God wants for you in this time, go back up to the sliding scale that I had. I would say that, I don't know if this is accurate or not, but just in comparison to where I was, I'm probably 90% toward living on that side of the slide. I've slid to the right to maybe 90%. My prayer is that every day, each of you wake up and say, I've got to move to the right a little further. Give me a new paradigm. Help me understand what you are, how big, how beautiful, how beautiful, uh, how good you are, how much better you are than we've ever dreamed. See, I believe God has a plan for each of us, and he wants to keep moving us to the right and just over and over and over helping us live in a new and life-giving way. I'm going to do that the rest of my life. I'm inviting you to join us 
and watch what happens. Fair enough? All right. Lord, bless this message. Give people understanding and help them to understand exactly what you want them to live and do and have fun with for the rest of their life so that they can become all that you've called them to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Let's all stand and we're going to have a time of worship and then we'll come up and have a time of ministry.